Jar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Can we get some breaking news? Some breaking news here, Stone. Breaking news on ESPN 1063 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Breaking news from the PGA Tour. The Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches is next weekend at PGA National. We'll be broadcasting live out there. The pre-qualifier, one of the pre-qualifiers is tomorrow. And the PGA Tour has just announced that Charlie Woods will be competing in the pre-qualifier for the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. Woods, son of 82-time tour winner Tiger Woods, will compete in Thursday's pre-qualifier for the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. The younger Woods will play at Lost Lake Golf Club in Hope Sound, one of four pre-qualifying sites. Approximately 25 players and ties will advance to the event's Monday qualifier, from which four players will learn spots in the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. How about that circus? If that were to happen, hey. if Charlie Woods somehow made his way through to the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches field. Well, you know what that actually means. What? Because I've been waiting on that news to drop. If Charlie Woods is playing in the qualifier, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not here breaking any news, I'm just out here speculating. What could that mean? When's the cutoff for the cock for people to be? Uh, I believe Monday. In? We got some time. I think it doesn't matter when the cutoff is. If he wanted to play, I know. Play. I know. Oh, I'm just saying. About Tiger. I'm just saying. Here, let's. Uh, I'm not saying, but I'm hey, just saying. A man who is uh, is tuned in to golf. At all times, is Steve Palatiner. He yes. knows all. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the smartest man we know. Time now for Ask Steve's. Steve Palatiner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's. Presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've got mail. Uh, Steve, how did you like that little uh, that little hypothetical, that prediction, that speculation from Theo Dorsey? Charlie's in the pre-qualifier. Would you go as far to say on these airwaves that that might just mean if he's feeling, if he's no longer feeling ill, yeah. of course, after last weekend, maybe uh, maybe Tiger's thinking about it. Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches, maybe just maybe, Steve. I mean, I, I'd love for to say that that would indicate that. I actually think, to me, that indicates that he's not going to play because I think if his son were to actually make, make it all the way through, remember, this is the pre-qualifier. You still got to go through the pre-qualifier. And then there's a Monday. To the qualifier right. and make it all the, you know, all the way through. I would think the last thing that Tiger would want to do would be to, like, take the attention. I, I know he wouldn't want everyone all over Charlie, but, like, knowing that it would be – more towards him and he wouldn't be able to be there to be supportive, you know, of his son, the different tea times and all that. I, I, I don't, I don't equate the two 
to meaning that Charlie, that Tiger would be more likely to play. I equated that he would be less likely to play. And honestly, I mean, Theo's getting greedy here, Steve. I, I mean, you look at the Cognizant yeah. Classic in the Palm Beaches. You've got Rory McIlroy. Yeah. You've got Ricky Fowler. What more could you possibly want? Now you're asking for Tiger. Are you ever satisfied? No, I want Tiger. Well, it's beyond that, yeah. too. I mean, you got, I mean, and look, this this is a field that has been, que- you know, questionable the last couple of years for a lot of different reasons uh-huh. where it's fallen on the schedule and, and whatnot. But the biggest reason this year why you have a, a, a more competitive field is because the PJ Tour has realized events have been hurt and we have to incentivize people to play regularly. So they've made it more nimble to be able to play regularly, to be able to qualify into the following week and the following week, which is awesome for this event, which had at times had amongst the best, you know, non-major, non-WGC fields and is now seemingly on its way back. You know, there's a bunch of other guys too, you know, that are, that are playing in this and Daniel Berger and Justin Rhodes. And I mean, there's a, there's a great list of players that are, you know, that are going to be playing some that haven't played this event in, in several years. Uh, so it was already exciting. And sure, yeah, this adds another um, cal- uh, another element to it. I think it's uh, it's a long shot, but it's it's another neat component of the story. And if anything, it sets it up for, we talk so much about LeBron and Bronny and LeBron and Bronny. There's been no Tiger and Charlie yeah. talk. And Very I, little Tiger and Charlie playing on the same tour at the same time. Yeah. This now sets that up. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, and I'm more into Charlie than I am Bronny. Let's, uh, let's be honest about that. Steve sure. Politziner, uh asked Steve's. He is a business maven. He is a youth coach extraordinaire. He is a knower of all things, both corporate and culturally. Steve Politziner, the consummate family man with us here on the Vic of Theo and Stone. And again, we bring him in because, man, is he smart. Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, let's start with let's start here with uh, the question we've been talking about. Actually, Stone, Stone, could uh, could we let could we let Steve hear the piece of audio in question? This is Malika Andrews sitting down with Boston Celtics phenom Jason Tatum and Steve. The question from Malika Andrews is: Who is the best player in the NBA? Who do you think is the best player in the NBA right now? Uh, myself. Is all that right, that's all we needed. That that's all we needed. You heard it there, Steve. Jason Tatum replied, uh, myself. Uh, is Jason Tatum the best player in the NBA? I, don't you have to – maybe he's playing the best. Is he the best player on the best team right now? Yes. Right? He's the best player on the team that's the best team. Yeah. But until, right, don't you feel like until he's won, Correct. really won, yes. how could you call him that? Because you start to see what he does in, in a big spot in the final. Yep, yep. And we've seen it. And, and everybody has their own definition of what constitutes best. And Stone, he, uh, he, he immediately started things off by saying, yeah, and his premise was what you just laid out. He's the best player on the best team. Uh, he has the most playoff points since 2020, blah, 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 blah. But the fact of the matter is, when I look at best player, when I'm judging who the best player is, I want to see them do it when it's legacy time, mm-hmm. when it's championship time. I think the best player has to be capable of dragging his team into a position to win, and I think that's Nikola Jokic, and I think he proved that last year. I haven't seen enough from Jason Tatum with all the scoring. He's not even statistically, uh, he's 10th he's in scoring right now in player efficiency. He's number 19 in the league. So you can't even make the statistical case for him right now. And he's repeatedly come up short with arguably the best roster in the league over the last three or four years. Yeah. So I don't think that it's Jason Tatum. I think you need to see more from him. 
I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you on that. Like, show me it in a big spot. And like you said it, pulling, like pulling the team, like dragging them to another, another level. I don't think we can definitively say that he can do that yet or has done that no, yet. No, he hasn't. And it, and it's crazy because the parody, you know, right now in the NBA, I, I'd say Giannis would be better at doing that. I think Jovic would be better at doing that. Nikola Jovic? Yeah. There's, Hell yeah. Yeah, there's probably three or four, th- two or three other guys. We'll take that. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take Jokic and Jovic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah now, and, the guy, and the one on the heat. And, no, not the one on the heat. No, that's what we were saying. You I'll said, take that you guy. said that. You guy. said that, and I'll take that. Yeah, I'm with you, Steve. Don't back out of it now. I'm uh, going Jokic. No, I'm more Jokic. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about how about this name? Because Theo, this was his offering. Boom, boom, boom. Joel Embiid. Hey. Mr. Mr. Uh, Porcelain himself, Joel Embiid. To do what? Best player in the he's NBA. He's the best player, yeah. Oh, he's a good player. He's statistically un- incredible. But are we starting a fantasy team? Or are we trying <laughs> to win a championship? So, you, you asked me a question. I didn't say the greatest legacy or the greatest. The best player in the NBA today is Joel Embiid. I mean, he's hurt, but he's the best. He's scoring at the – his scoring this year is literally unmatched. All time, but Steve and I, are, Steve and I are looking at someone who can drag their team into the postseason, and Joel Embiid has had plenty of opportunity to do that into dragging his team into a championship position, and he hasn't been able to do it. I think that disqualifies him. It's hard. It's I yeah, get, I I'm, get it. Yeah. Yep, I'm there too. I mean, best player like who's like Tyrese Halliburton looks great. I oh, mean, that's disrespectful. Alexander on OKC looks that's great. Dis- that's There's, disrespectful. Donovan Mitchell looks great. Yeah. Joel Embiid's the best Jaylen regular Brunson season player in the great. NBA. Jalen Brunson looks great. Carl Anthony Towns looks great. Anthony Edwards looks great. Yeah, but they have a lot of players that look like right yeah. now, like oh, they could they may be the best player in the NBA. And best I, winner in the NBA, different story. I appreciate the confidence of Jason Tatum, but Jason Tatum is not the the best player in the NBA. Oh, another thing too. Steve, uh, Theo and Stone kept using the word cupboard, 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 cupboard uh, in the context of mm-hmm. someone's game, their bag, right? You were saying what's oh, in the, the cupboard? Oh, the team, the team. I was like, oh, he's had much more oh, in his cupboard, cupboard since That's he stepped where in the league. Yeah, yeah, Jason Tatum, He was he's basically the silver spoon. He was brought yeah. in, silver spoon in his mouth. He's always had a really good team around him, uh, and he hasn't been able to win a title. He's had a lot in the cupboard. But, boy, we just... We just kept using the word cupboard, just killed it. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and my argument is I've never called anything a cupboard. It's been a cabinet all the time. It's a cabinet, and I maintain that cupboard, that's an old person's game. Mm. What is the the lowest age, the lowest age someone has to be to regularly use, still use the word cupboard, in your opinion? I said Hello? 60. I said 60. Did we lose Steve? Steve. Did we lose Steve? Steve, hello? Hello, Steve. Steve. Steve? <laughs> cupboard. Cupboard? Cupboard, cupboard, cupboard. We, we lured him to All sleep right. with our old people talk. We lost Steve. Yeah. I was I was thinking that he was pondering that way too hard. I thought he was. Way too hard. I thought he was really digging into it. Uh, I, I thought Woo! we really stumped him. He's that kind of guy too. You think he's going to call back or he's done? You think he just doesn't want to do call this back. anymore? Or do you, do you think he was faking that? Hello, I can't hear you. <laughs> he had other hey, things to do. to go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Where was he? It sounded like he was in an, like a home. So it shouldn't yeah. be like, sometimes we've talked to him in like the subway. Right. Or in an Uber. 
He was free. on the bus. He was available. He was available. He, he, okay. We'll try and get him back. Stone's, uh, Stone's efforting that. Again, let's go around the horn. I say 60. 60 is the age, the, the okay. youngest age in which someone will still regularly call a cabinet a uh, cupboard. You said 47? 47, yeah. 47? That's my line of the music. I don't even think we got Stone's. Stone's, what's, your, uh, what's the youngest age that someone needs to be to still call a cabinet a cupboard? I'm going to go 76. 70, wow. 76 years old. All right, Steve's back. Steve, we thought that uh, you just uh, were done with us and you decided that uh, you, were, uh, you were leaving. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, it's such a great question. It just uh, startled me. Um, <laughs> you're right. Covered is definitely a dated term. I've not thought of quite, you know, really quite thought about it. But what I don't think it is, I think people say, oh, the cupboard's bare. Nobody says the cabinet's bare. It's just like the entire term is out Yeah. Yeah, he's right. Nobody says there's nothing in the cabinet there. They it's- say there's nothing in the cupboard there. Like we're talking about a sports But I don't get where or, that comes yes. from then. Like, why has cupboard survived the test of time when it comes to sports, but it has not survived when it comes to actually a a, a kitchen entity? Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, yeah, nobody. Cupboard is out. Yeah. It's not even a term anymore. Right. But yet it's hung around as a sports term. Yeah, exactly. You really stumbled on something here. Terms that are no longer used in regular vernacular that are still used in sports, in sports. That, yes. that's actually a sports great broadcasting one. it's like the word and this is a stand-up comedian talked about this but the word tribulations like nobody just says tribulations unless you're saying trials and tribulations mm-hmm. or ensuing yes. because of the phrase nobody uses the word ensuing unless you say ensuing kickoff yes that's true mm-hmm. yeah you're right about that wow you guys you're on something here that's what we do baby you know we just yeah. you could come up with a great list Thank you. Well, uh, Jason Tatum, self-proclaimed best player in the NBA. We are the best radio show. Damn right. Yeah. You know, I, it's just... The I cupboard is not there. It's the not. It's not there. No. We've been blessed with a silver spoon since day one on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. And now to the ensuing reset. Steve Politziner joins us here as Steve's every <laughs> single week here on uh, Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. And again, a business connoisseur. He is a family man. The man is a championship winner in the youth coaching realm and not a bad amateur golfer, if I may say so myself either, uh, Steve Politziner. But again, we bring him in for his brain and we let you, the fan, the listener, Ask Steve questions every week via email. Steve, this comes from Becky in Boynton. Becky in Boynton. Good alliteration there. Steve, I'm new to the area, and I notice when the temperature gets into the 60s, everybody starts putting on hoodies and boots. One, what is that? And two, how long before someone like me would start going that route? Yeah, one, that's called winter, and two, it's (laughs) uh, about three years and seven days. Uh, by the way, um, I looked up part. Uh, this cupboard thing is fascinating me, and it's that cupboard is a British word, mm. and in in and in the U.S. it's it's cabinet or closet rather. Mm. So why? So I think it's just that that yeah, it's some, some old term. Yeah, it's a British so word. So how in the United States? Because how? like Steve gave us the answer because the cupboard is bare. We don't say the cabinet's bare. That's, that's true. I think that's yeah. why it's the hung around. Is bare. No. Yeah, but like you would say, we don't no, say like, oh, well, the cupboard's there. That's the British way. We say the cabinet's empty. Yes. Right, right. And you don't say the cabinet's empty when talking about a sports franchise. The cupboard is yeah. bare. Miami Heat's roster, like the cupboard is bare. Or more so they're like draft, they're draft picks. Like, oh, the cupboard's bare when it yeah. comes to the draft picks right now. Right. 
Not but, a lot of. But again, I just don't. Uh, why can't well, yeah, we? Why wouldn't that term be updated? Yeah, this yeah, is the, America. Damn it! There's no, there's no NBA teams in in the UK. Hey, it's the world game now. Why have we brought that and applied it to our North American sports? It's the world uh-uh. game. Yeah. Global. I don't know. The game's I don't know. global. Why, why, do we, why do we wear boots in the 60s in Florida? It's, it's just how it is. That's that, winter. You know what? Winter. I love that response, Steve. You know what, Becky? What a dumb question. Yeah. Okay? You're right. You know what, Steve? That's winter. That Deal with it. That's winter in South Florida. When it gets into the 60s, we're going to put on hoodies. We're going to put on boots. Yeah. And if you stay down here for, as Steve said, three years, you're going to be doing the same thing. Don't judge, because it sounds like you're judging, Becky. Becky. Yeah, Becky. Uh, one place that is judgment-free, because... Everything on the menu is so excellent. There's no way someone would sit there and say, why are you getting that? Because it's all amazing. The cupboard is full Yes, at Duffy Sports Grill. Right, Steve? Yeah, great. Yeah, you're right. It is. The cupboard is full. The cabinet is complete. The uh, closet is the not armoire? empty. Uh-huh. Right. The, arm, the armoire is loaded. The dresser <laughs> is stacked. The yes. um, chest of drawers. Drawers, yes. chest, drawer, of drawer. chest. chest of drawers, chest of drawers. Yeah, yeah. 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 tough word. Drawers, very tough word. Very <laughs> tough word to say. Um, but you tough know, it's never tough. Like you said, visiting Duffy's, especially if you have an MVP card, because you get all kinds of rewards and benefits. Um, not to mention the Duffy's is voted the best sports grill year after year with award-winning burgers and wings, plus 80 TVs, so you can watch every NBA game and you decide. Who is the best NBA player? Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to learn more. Duffy's, our game is always on. Steve, excellent work across the board. We threw a lot at you, and you had a phone disconnection, and you still brought it uh, in maximum fashion. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? Was that on me, the phone? Oh, I just—I thought that was you guys. No. So no. you hung up on me. No, not, in our, not in our brand new The Square Studios no. in downtown West Palm Beach. Everything here is perfect and runs expertly, so it had to be on your end, yes. Steve. Okay, the pantry is full. Yeah. <laughs> the pantry. Hey. Yes, yes, that is Steve Politziner as Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Levicka, Theo, and Stone. Yeah. I want to say something about pantries right quick. Mm-hmm. More apartments need to have pantries. All right? Somebody had to say it. Somebody had to speak up. Where's this coming what, from? What do you have? A lot. No, I, well, I'm not right, in the apartment anymore. Right. But but there's a lot of apartments out. Like my past three or four apartments did not have pantries, and I started to notice a pattern that apartments lack pantries. This is a real thing. I know you guys are looking at me. You're privileged. That's your problem. You haven't been in this kind of predicament before. Did you have cabinets? But I'm speaking for the <laughs> had a lot of cabinets and cupboards. Cabinets. I'm serious. What did you have? Shelves yeah. What did you? Where did you put? Where'd you put your like crackers and noodles and exactly. things? Exactly. That's the question. Where do you? Oh, put you didn't. Them? You I actually didn't had, have a pantry. I've, I haven't had a pantry in an apartment since like college. Like most of pa- most apartments I've had since college did not have pantries. And when I would ask about it, people are just like, "Yeah, there's a lack of pantries in America right now. <laughs> there's a pantry and shortage. There's a pantry shortage in America." Oh, and I just God. want to speak for the little people that are out there sure. who want pantries. I mean, where are you going to store all your uh, paper towels? Where are you storing all your your, your uh, you know cheese its and stuff? You need a pantry. Well, I think that like Cheez-Its, crackers, things like that, they go on top of the fridge then. You have to. So yeah. now you're forced to, to put stuff top on of top fridge. of your fridge. That's yeah. a little you're putting stuff though. in your washer room yeah. now. Now the paper towels and stuff, that's a good good question. Yes. That almost goes in like your hallway closet. It is a legitimate problem, and it is. It, I would damn near say it's an epidemic in America at least, which I know that goes against the whole, or is that pandemic? I don't know the words. It's been a while since COVID was really like on our faces every day, but I'm just saying... 
There's a lack of pantries in apartments in mm. America. And I hope that whatever they're building out here in the square, they're building a lot of residential stuff. High rises. I will check with them to see if there's pantries in there. But don't be surprised if there's a lack of pantries. I trust Stephen Ross. Yeah. The man who owns all of those buildings that are going up right now that he is going to dole out the bucks it. to make sure they all have pantries. But y'all have had pantries in y'all's apartments. So this is like... Yeah, I've been living in an apartment, though, in right. 14 years. You, you don't get it. Stone? Yeah, pantry, man. You have a pantry right now. Yeah, yeah, he's in an apartment right now that has a pantry. Yeah, a little townhome. Pantry, man. See, that's a townhome. Where's the last place you had an apartment? <laughs> um, Here in Palm Beach County. I had really? one in West Palm Beach, right near where well, my home is. That's your problem. Is. You got to go to the Treasure Coast. I know. There's more space out there. You know who? You know where they believe in pantries? Stewart. Stewart! Port St. Lucie, Jensen Beach, they all believe in pantries up there. Well, yeah. I know that there's somebody else. There's a lot of people at home right now or driving right now thinking the same thing as me, and I speak for you. I speak for you. Um, the pantry list, the unpantried, mm-hmm. the people that are on a quest for more pantry space. I speak for you. We yeah. need more pantries in America. At least in West Palm. And in West Palm. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, listing lunch. It's a Wednesday tradition here on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. Yeah. Premise is simple. We play some audio. We react to it. Yeah. And you reap the benefits. It's the listening lunch. He's Theo. He's a man without a pantry. Pantries are a privilege. That's Stone. He has a pantry. And I'm Ken. Me too. <laughs> Jesus. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Maybe one day, like Charlie Woods, Theo Dorsey will be able to pre-qualify or attempt to pre-qualify for the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. He's working on his game. Yeah. He's making steady improvement, and it's all because of the great folks at Kaiser Golf Center. The Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center, man, it is a... Uh, <laughs> I know sometimes people might hear that word, hear that vernacular, and think this is something for the college students. This are, these are courses that kids can take. No, everyday Joes like you and I can sign up for one-to-one personal training to perfect your golf game. And that's what I've been doing since the start of the new year. I've had this goal of being able to make a birdie on the golf course. Um, I've hit par once in my life. If you've seen my golf swing, it is atrocious. But I've been able to break it down and work on it step by step to where the next time you see me out on the golf course, um, I'll be I'll be making some waves. All right. And I do I do feel like maybe I should even change this goal. That's this New Year's resolution is to hit a birdie on the golf course. Maybe I should change it to the first six months as quickly as my golf game has been growing, working with my guy, Peter, um, on Saturday mornings. Uh, my last lesson this past weekend was on driving. He broke down my driver. The reason why I always hook stuff to the left is I kept hitting where you're actually striking the ball at. I kept hitting the ball with the foot of my driver, and I never even realized it because club face placement and and my feet placement and stepping into the think box and and breathing and taking a second before I, I make a swing and and not overthinking it every time I'm looking down on the ball like. These are things I never even imagined or thought of before I got to the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. And Peter, my coach, has worked with me endlessly. All right, we've, we've worked in the indoor facilities. That's 2,000 square feet with three hitting bays, ball flight technology. He can show me exactly where I messed up in my swing on replay and then allow me to do it again to replicate a better motion. 
I'm not just hitting the ball better, but when I do hit the ball poorly, I know why it is that I did that and how to rectify that. These are the lessons I get at the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. And I urge you, if you do want to get your game better here in South Florida where there's a golf course, you know, and spitting distance everywhere you look, the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center is the place you want to be. Kaiser Golf Coaching Center. Look it up online. Tap in. Tell them Theo sent you. The black lefty, John Smoltz, on the golf course. The way I pitched that thing in my short game. Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center right off I-95 in the Turnpike in the heart of Palm Beach County. Check them out. Once he learns how to use the driver, is he going to call himself Jeff Gordon? That's a good one. Um, Or Donald Driver. Here's a hot take. I don't think he'll... I I kind of like Donald Driver better, to be honest. It's it's actually dumber. I like that a lot. Because it's like Donald Trump, right? Donald Driver. He's good no. with the driver. Oh, he doesn't know who Donald Driver is, which isn't bad. It's not crazy. No, I know who Donald Driver is. Okay, yeah. No, it's a chance though, right? That's not a crazy big no, name. No, it's a good one. I just wanted to see his face. Okay. He's actually oh, not bad God. with the driver. Just struggles bend Trump down. Trump does up. have a good drive. You know what else has a good drive? Bend down and pick up a bowl. Oh. Yeah, he's pretty good. George Bush had a great drive. Um, I saw Rest that. in peace, George. Now watch this drive. Yeah. Oh, George W. W. Bush. Yeah, W. Yeah. Uh, I, I was about H. to say, w. what happened Bush. to George? Yeah, George W. Bush. Yeah. Being asked questions about the war. Yeah, now watch this drive. Now watch this Yo, drive. That was, drive. That was one of the hardest videos I've ever seen. <laughs> no doubt. It was something. Like, what's up? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to the listening lunch. <laughs> listening lunch here on ESPN 106.3. We play some sound. You consume it, and then we react to it. Basic premise, listing lunch here on ESPN 106.3. You may recall uh, Doc Rivers after the uh, Bucks fell to 3-7 and seven under his tutelage leading into the All-Star break. Doc Rivers was not happy with his team's performance in their final game before everybody went off to the All-Star break. And Doc Rivers had this to say about his Milwaukee Bucks team in the conclusion. Uh, when they called, I said, I think you... I don't nah, understand why you're doing this. You not know? that one. Um, not dude. that one. Doc Rivers post game after a loss to Memphis. Do we have it? Um, we, we, Do we have it done? When yeah. he was blaming everybody. But I, you know, there we go. be honest, I, I told our owners uh, when they called, I said, I think you, I don't understand why it. you're doing this. Okay. You know? um, All right. Let's just start from here, Stone. Let's start from Doc Rivers was on Sirius XM yes. discussing the day that the Milwaukee Bucks made the coaching change from Adrian Griffin to Doc Rivers, and that would be the one that uh, we just played to do. We'll go with that. Here's Doc Rivers. Personally, I, you know, I, I'll be honest. I, I told our owners uh, when they called, I said, I think you, I don't understand why you're doing this. You know, um, and they said, you know, one of the things they said was, well, it doesn't matter. We're, we've done it now, and um, we, we we want you. And, and so that was a tough one. I didn't. I, that was that's where you had the hesitation. So Doc Rivers flat out telling Sirius XM Radio, huh? Well, I didn't really want to do this, but since the Bucks opened the job for me, mm-hmm. I decided, all right, I'll do you a favor. That's what it comes off to me. Yeah, with that whole thing. Uh, what J- is that though? Yeah, I mean that's that's you go three and seven. Yeah. And it sounds like to me he's trying to, hey, you know, maybe this isn't a great situation. It's not my fault. That's not my fault doing. we're three and seven, right? Like he's bust throwing the bucks a little bit. He's bust throwing the bucks and he is avoiding accountability and it feels like he's doing it way too early. Like, what are you doing? You still have so much more time to prove that you're the right guy for the job and do right by the 
bucks. Well, and they hired you and paid you to do this job. Why are you already throwing them under the bus, too? Right. It makes the Bucks look real bad. It makes the Bucks look bad. He's already made the players look bad. And he's only 10 games into yeah. his tenure. What the hell is he doing? What we were trying to hear was after the game, he said, yeah, some of our guys were in Cabo already. Yeah. Uh, so that's not good. What are that's you bus throwing. I, I don't get it. So J.J. Redick on first take... Uh, the new ABC color analyst, their number one team with Doris Burke and Mike Breen, J.J. Redick, who played for Doc Rivers, uh, he said, hey, bus throwing, this is a pretty common thing with Doc Rivers. Here's J.J. I've seen the trend for years. What's the trend? The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc, we get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle season is hard for a player. We get it. Mm-hmm. But it's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. And then you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit for the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. There's just no. <laughs> there's never accountability with that guy. That's pretty strong from J.J. Redick. Pretty strong from J.J. Redick. But Doc Rivers' son came to the rescue. Austin yes. Rivers says, Daddy's in trouble. I need to go to ESPN, and I need to defend Daddy. Here's Austin Rivers defending Daddy Doc. First off, I don't feel responsible to take off for my dad. He's a grown man. He could do his own thing. But I'm going to uh, do in that this regard, right now. I just simply don't agree with it. Um, for someone who's not accountable, he seems to always be held responsible, considering he's the guy that's always fired when things don't <laughs> go right. He got fired in the bubble uh, for a 3-1 lead versus the Denver Nuggets, which in half his team didn't want to be there. They had players saying that their mind wasn't there. They had guys leave. That happened. Then he gets fired for losing to a team that was favored over him, which was the Celtics last year. Um, it seems like he's always responsible. It's just a strange coming from J.J. And I have some love for J.J. You're my dookie. You know that. You're my bro. I love you. <laughs> um, it's just your best years were with the Clippers. I don't think he saved your career. I appreciate you, Pat. But I don't think it – I mean, I, this just seems a little bit weird. They're, they're three and seven. Dame's missed most of those games. Milton's missed a lot of those games. They haven't even had their full team yet. We'll see what happens. The pressure is there. They do have to perform. But in terms of accountability, like, what are we doing here? Your best years in the NBA were when you played for him in the Clippers. Let's not forget that. I don't know if there's, like, frustration there or there's tension there between you. I know a lot of times we had to sit you towards the end of the game due to defensive reasons. But you had your best years as a starter there, especially our whole system was drafted around you because you're a shooter. You're not a guy who could put the ball on the floor. You were a strictly shoot guy. You're not like Clay Thompson or Steph who could put the ball on the floor. You were a guy who could catch and shoot. And you did it at a high level. Hell of a career, by the way. Big fan. But your best years were under him. It's just very ironic and kind of weird that you have this energy towards him in terms of him never, ever being accountable. That's, that's irrelevant, whether or not J.J. Redick had his best years under Doc or not. That's it irrelevant is. to what J.J. Redick is talking about. J.J. Yeah. Redick saying Doc Rivers pretty commonly at every stop has been, not my fault, not my fault, not my fault. Not my fault. I mean, we saw it there. His current employer, he yeah. threw the bucks under the bus, and I told him, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're doing this. I don't know why you're doing this. And then he went ahead and took the job anyways. But then, oh, half our guys were checked out in Cabo already after they fell to the Memphis Grizzlies to go to three and seven. Now, Doc has shown twice in the last five days that that's his thing, yeah. his bus throwing in a lack of accountability. Like, Austin, I appreciate you standing up for your dad, but everything you said is completely irrelevant to what J.J. Redick was talking about and what we already know about Doc Rivers. Yeah, Doc Rivers, I mean, not being able to take accountability is a character flaw that doesn't really change, right? Like, you, you were doing that probably from your, you know, adolescence through your adulthood. We all know people in our lives that never take accountability for things. 
They still can be successful. They still can mm-hmm. be right in a lot of situations. But when they are wrong, they fail to like to look themselves in the mirror and take accountability. It's an and, insecurity. And Doc Rivers does that. He has done that every step. Like, we, we've it's watched l- this dude. Yeah, it's literally his thing. He's been in the spotlight for the past two, three decades. I get it if you're Austin Rivers or you're Doc Rivers or Pat Beverly and you want a guy like J.J. Redick to um, maybe coddle Doc Rivers more and not attack him as a former player and not say these kind of vicious things about him. But it's it's right. It's correct. Everybody else says it. They're just attacking J.J. Redick because they feel like J.J. should be nicer to him because he had a good career under right. him. Right. J.J.'s job right now is to analyze the NBA objectively, and what he said was pretty spot on. Doc Rivers avoids accountability at every turn. What it sounds like to me is Austin Rivers is used to media members or people on television fawning over Doc. Doc always getting the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And then J.J. Reddick came out and said something accurate about his dad that wasn't very flattering. And Austin Rivers, that was the reaction to it. Yeah. J.J. Reddick doesn't owe Doc Rivers anything. J.J. Reddick did his damn job. He did his damn job, and he did it pretty well because I think that's a pretty accurate criticism yeah. of Doc Rivers. Uh, hey, I need to make sure. I need to make sure I'm telling you all you folks about this. Elite Anti-Aging Center. You know, Theo, I'm almost 40. Yeah. I hate to admit it, but it's my reality. I'm almost 40. Coming up in in July, I'll be 40 years old, and I like to work out, like to get it in, like to feel healthy, do the right things, but I'm telling you, it's getting harder and harder for me to uh, to bounce back from from workouts, hard workouts. I'm also, I'm, I'm tired more. I'm sleepy more, uh, and I was like, what is going on with me? And I've had a lot of people tell me, like, dude, you're just getting old. That's what happens when you get old, <laughs> but that actually doesn't have to be the case And that's why I met with the folks at Elite Anti-Aging Center, EliteTRT.com, EliteTRT.com. When you think low testosterone, uh, I think a lot of people immediately just go to, oh, sex life, sex life, sex life, right? Like you hear low T, oh, struggling in the bedroom, low T. It's not that that's not the most common cause of low testosterone, though. It's just the one that stands out the most, right? Like people, oh, my sex life, my God, I got to do something. If you're feeling tired, if you are really having a hard time getting up going to the gym, if you are having a hard time staying awake throughout the course of the day, if you're having a hard time staying focused, cloudy mind, all of that can be hormone imbalance. All of that can be low testosterone. I can't urge you enough. It's not just, oh, having some problems in my sex life in the bedroom. No, no, no. More often than not, the stuff you're feeling on a regular basis during the course of the day, that's the evidence that you have low testosterone, Mm. low hormones. Get blood work done, get yourself checked out, and get treated. You can get treated for all this with Elite Anti-Aging Center, EliteTRT.com. And the best part is you don't have to go into an office. You can do this remotely. They have remote options at Elite Anti-Aging Center. Again, EliteTRT.com, EliteTRT.com. If you're like me, you're getting of a certain age and you just don't feel like you did when you were in your 20s, just know there's a fix for that. Elite Anti-Aging Center, EliteTRT.com, EliteTRT.com. That's Theo, that's Stone. I'm Ken Levick at Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Hey, never a bad time to tell people that they need to recycle, right, Theo? It's never a bad time to tell people that, and it's also never a bad time to recycle in general, and that's why I always urge you to recycle right, and that's what the Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County would like for you to do. Palm Beach County needs your participation to remain a top recycler in the state of Florida. 
Our system only accepts certain items for recycling, though. Newspapers and inserts are one of them. These items go into your yellow bin, and by recycling newspapers and inserts, you help reduce greenhouse gases, you save valuable resources, and the material is then remade into new products. Win, win, win. Keep our community clean and green by recycling right every day, Palm Beach County, and learn more at swa.org slash recycle right. Uh, real quick, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Real quick, we're about to hear a lot about Justin Fields over the next couple of weeks. What yeah. do the Bears do? Do they yeah. hang on to Justin Fields? We're talking trades now. Gut feel. And what do you feel, Theo? Bears hang on to Justin Fields or not? Bears move on. They trade him. Stone? I think the Bears move on as well. I think they're going Caleb. I think they're going to stay with him. Mm. I think they're going to stay with him. It might be part of the Wheel of Topics tomorrow. My God, what a tease. I love the Wheel of Topics. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.